What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, jumping right into things yesterday, we'll just go to some highlights. I'll start with Salvador Perez out in Kansas City. He's getting a lot of buzz right now because he's hitting a lot of home runs. He's marching up that leaderboard. He had two home runs last night, his 39th and 40th of the year. That 40th is obviously a very big milestone. And if you look at his career home run totals, he's now moved into fourth place on the Royals' all-time homer list. Salvi has only ever played for the Royals. He's one of the best players I've ever had. And he's doing big things this year. Apparently, he was playing with, with a bad neck, actually. He was worried about the way his neck felt when he arrived at the ballpark yesterday afternoon because he got hit with a bounce pitch on Friday and then exited the game a few innings later. But they put him at DH last night, and that didn't... I guess the neck didn't stop him from blasting two home runs. And as I record this, he's actually already hit another one today on Sunday. So he's actually at 41 home runs on the year. So he just continues to rake. And he's he's on the heels of Otani. Otani did homer yesterday, and he hit his 43rd. But Salvador Perez is on, on quite a streak, and he's coming for it. He's coming for that MLB home run lead. You know, we have a couple guys who are all in the running, who could, you know, win this thing, win this home run crown at the end of the year. You have, of course, you know, Otani and Perez, but then Vlad and also Fernando Tatis Jr., who homered yesterday. I believe that was his 37th of the year. And I think the the Fernando one is pretty, Fernando Tatis one is pretty remarkable when you consider the fact that he's in the overall home run race and he's missed so much time this year. Yet his counting stats, like, if I read off his counting stats for you, I told you he had uh, 37 home runs and 85 RBIs with 24 stolen bases, you'd be like, wow, that's he's doing really well. But then you realize he's done it in far fewer games than most people. He's He's been on the injured list a couple times this year, but he's still, I mean, that just tells you, like, this dude is ridiculous. I mean, he could still hit home runs in bunches and make up for lost time. He spent weeks on the IL. He's played 104 games this year. I mean, even if he plays every single game uh, for for the rest of the way, he's still going to be, what, like 30 games shy of a full season? And his numbers are still right up there with everyone. Pretty remarkable when you think about it, what Fernando Tatis is doing. Um, it's, it's something special. But let's do a little bit of a recap of that Royals game real quick. The Royals coughed up an early lead because Daniel Lynch just couldn't really get going. He only went... He only went two and two-thirds. He gave up six earned runs. Shortest outing of his you know, brief big league career. But the White Sox jumped all over him for six runs in just those two and two-thirds. And, uh, yeah, it was just not his best outing. Yasmani Grandal last night. So, you know, he, he came off the injured list. He had been on there for a while, about a week ago. And three for three with four RBIs yesterday. He's moved his season... OPS up to 947. But keep in mind, his batting average is only 227. I remember early in the season, we were talking about the weird year Grandal had been posting, having an elite season with the bat, but he wasn't getting any hits. He had very few hits, but he was walking a lot and you know hitting some home runs. But this is someone who, who also, you know, similarly to Tatis, has some counting stats when you look at it, like, oh, wow. No, that's pretty impressive, but in only 203 at-bats, Yasmani Grandal has 19 home runs and 53 RBIs. It's crazy. I mean, 
this dude is having an extremely efficient year at the plate. If he's if he's making it out, you know, sure he's making it out, but you know, maybe he's driving in runs or um, when he doesn't make it out, he seems to be getting on base. He's just not necessarily getting a hit. Yeah. So 203 at bats, I guess um, plate appearances would be a better way to look at it. But at the end of the day, for the season, yeah, as Money Grandel has only played in 70 games. Okay, 19 home runs in 70 games. You know, tells you what kind of pace he's on. His OPS is far and away the highest he's ever had in his career. He's at 947 OPS right now. OPS plus is at 161. Doing special things for the White Sox. But, you know, he was in the middle of everything last night. You know, those four ribbies and the three hits as he helped the White Sox get a 10-7 victory in KC. We head out to, well, yeah, we were talking about Tati, so let's go to that Padres game also. So the Padres won yesterday. They beat Houston at home. 10-2 was a final score. Joe Musgrove was on the mound, five and a third, with two earned runs against Houston. And backing him was, of course, Tatis, and then also Will Myers and Manny Machado. All these guys homered last night. Something about watching Padres games, you know, it's like an atmosphere unmatched. I don't want to say it's unmatched by anyone, but it seems at least this year they have the best atmosphere in baseball. Even just watching on TV, you kind of feel it, you know. Obviously, Don Orsillo on the on the call with the broadcast, he's very good. He puts a lot of energy into it, but you can kind of just feel, you know, the roar of the crowd and everything just by turning up the volume, which is pretty impressive. But it seems Tatis is getting very accustomed to the outfield now, you know. Uh, maybe some people, I did see that some people said that his transition to the outfield could have contributed to some of his struggles at the plate because trying to learn a new position defensively does affect you at the plate because mentally it's just like a lot to keep track of during the game. It's very possible, but now he seems to be heating up and you know, he's going to put himself at the forefront of that National League MVP conversation because that's his. I mean, he's probably going to be an MVP. It's, it's his to lose at this point. But, um, yeah, he was in center field. He was starting in center field yesterday, moved over to right later in the game. As for the Astros, Kyle Tucker kept kept staying hot. I mean, this dude doubled and homered yesterday. He had homered the night before. He's someone that not many people have have uh, talked about. He's kind of the Astros' best-kept secret. They always hit him down in, like, the second half of the lineup. He was batting seventh last night. He's been, honestly, down there most of the year. But his numbers are excellent. He's got an 875 OPS, 24 homers, 76 ribbies, 12 stolen bases. He's delivered on the expectations that people had for him this year. Coming into the season, a lot of people expected Kyle Tucker to break out because we saw a lot of the peripheral numbers last year, the exit velo, you know, hard hit rate and all that. And we're like, okay, this dude is a breakout candidate, and he absolutely has. You know, Kyle Tucker was a... First round pick, I think it was number five overall. Yep, in 2015, number five overall. So he's got the pedigree, and he's a you know big name prospect, highly touted. Good to see the Astros cash in on that, and he's you know I, I want to say he's the best outfielder. I think he is their best outfielder. I mean, Michael Brantley uh, is out there too, who's also just as good with the bat. Uh, but you know, defensively, I would say Kyle Tucker has the nod right now in base running. Of course, it helps that he's like a decade younger too. That that doesn't hurt. But um, if we move on to that NL West series, so Julio Urias is your major league leader in wins. So um, 
He got his 16th of the year last night. That's the, ma the major league uh, leading total. But he got a win. Trey Turner hit his 16th career leadoff home run. That home run got the Dodgers off and running, and then they ended up getting a 6-1 to one win over the Giants in front of a sellout crowd on Saturday night at Oracle Park. You know, it's a it's a big series, a lot of playoff implications, but you know, the guys who are supposed to produce are producing right now. Trey Turner has not stopped hitting since he got to L.A. You know, he hasn't missed a beat whatsoever, and that's good to see. Corey Seager also chipped in with a home run. Unfortunately, the... You know, so AJ Pollock doubled yesterday, but unfortunately the Dodgers have placed him on the injured list with a strained hamstring. So he might actually be out for the rest of the regular season. And that's a bummer. That's a bummer because this dude has been great all year. He had stayed healthy all year. Um, and that's kind of rare for AJ Pollock, no offense. He just has had these issues with injuries his whole career. But at least this one doesn't – a hamstring is something that you know if you give it time. If you give him – I mean, I don't know if it's – what what grade it is, if it's a grade one or grade two or whatever. But we can probably expect to see A.J. Pollock back at some point in the playoffs at the latest. If we head to Boston, Alex Verdugo sent the Red Sox home happy with a walk-off single deep to right field there uh, and, you know, ended up getting the game-winning run in. But there was some drama there at the end because – <laughs> Man, the Red Sox were up 3 nothing going into the ninth inning. And then Adam Ottavino just coughed it up, gave up three runs in the ninth. And the big blow there was a two-run homer off the bat of Franmil Reyes. And it was just like – and it's funny because right before that swing, the Nesson broadcast for the Red Sox had shown like, oh, Ottavino hasn't given up a home run in like however long. Then right after that, he gave up. Two on homer, Fernando Reyes. Not a good situation, but you know, I would say the the other main well, the Boston Red Sox got the win, but the other main highlight in this is Rafael Devers got his 100th RBI of the season. It was a big swing there in the seventh inning, with two on two out. He hits a three run homer to deep left center field in Boston. I mean, he just if you watch a swing, very well balanced, stays back on it, and just drives it to left center field well over the monster. As a left-handed hitter, that's very impressive. That's staying on the ball. That's showing some raw power. And Rafael Devers is now at the century mark with 100 RBIs on the season, 33 home runs. Continuing his phenomenal year, the Red Sox need to sign him up to an extension. They obviously need to do that. It's not going to be cheap, but it's a home-run talent, a young 24-year-old player. You do what you have to do, and you keep them, you know, you keep them in town because you're not going to get someone else like that anytime soon at least this is why you drafted him this is why you developed him and now you reward him you pay him so that he can stay and continue to produce for your team that's how the business works they know what they need to do and i'm sure they will but that's going to be it for today folks kind of just running through as many of the games um as i can but we're seeing some great baseball this weekend and as i said you know already seeing today i saw that salvi hit that home run so it uh, looks like the sunday night game is going to be the, the NOS series. It's going to be Dodgers, Giants. Both teams tied right now in the standings. Going to be a good one. You know, they're both 86 and 50. Exactly. They have exactly the same record. So tune in to Sunday Night Baseball if you're interested in that. I think I'll be watching it too. But enjoy the rest of the games today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.